Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies. I am one of your fantastic hosts, Garrett. Fantastic host. Wow. Right. Uh, I, am, I am just a regular regular host, mm-hmm. Carson. Hey, if you're not going to promote yourself, who is? It's true. Yep. That's a good point. All right. Well, we are here to talk Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, this should be an interesting one because we both had some, I guess, quasi-unique viewing experiences for this. Yeah. Yeah, this is a uh, this is gonna be interesting, I think. So I, I saw the premiere two weeks before the release. So yep. I'm uh, it's it's been a couple days for me. Going on three uh, weeks, right? Yeah. So I don't know uh, if I remember everything like I normally do when we record. And you saw it one and a half times, <laughs> but um, saw the end first. Yeah, yeah. So uh, went to go see it with the family. Um, kids were all excited. Uh, you know, the, my son especially wants to go see things on Thursday nights because he's afraid of being spoiled both at school and on social media. So fine, no big deal. Pick the kids up. Let's go have some some dinner right next to the theater. And, you know, it's a one-minute jaunt over to the theater from the restaurant. Go get our uh, food on, and, and then we hop in the van, and, uh, yeah, it doesn't start. So pure panic mode. You know, van's not starting. Got to catch a movie in, you know, five minutes. What do we do? And... As a dad, I took one for the team. I said, "Fam, you go over, get in there, watch the movie. I'll, I'll call some help. We'll, we'll get this sorted out. And uh, if I get done in time, I'll come in. And if I don't, then I'll just wait for you in the car." And as fate would have it, I got all done with a new battery and everything at probably like the forty-five minute mark of the movie. Hmm. So I was really sitting there. I'm like, "Do I really sit in a car for an hour and a half? I mean, do, is that what I really want to do?" I didn't want to go in and see the second half, but it'd been a long day. I've been up since 4.30 taking my kid to swim practice. I was just like, forget it. We're going in. We're just going in. Um, so I went in, and I, I got in probably almost roughly midway through the movie, give or take a little bit. See, I think you made the wrong choice. I probably I you, did. I think you made the wrong choice of not just leaving the car and doing it after the movie. No, because this would have been... I wouldn't have been out of the theater until... 8.30, 8.45 on a school night, which I then need to go get a battery from a store and then come back and replace the battery at night when I can't see anything. So i got to get like a flashlight and all that. Sacrifices must yeah. be made. Well, and I, I chose uh, I chose sacrificing the movie, which, you know, I, I will say I don't think... Uh, I don't think it really messed with my opinion of the movie too much. Um, I guess if, if I were... <laughs> if I were to have in hindsight now, seeing a half of a movie first, I'm glad I saw the second half of the movie first. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, the second half, I'm surprised after seeing the second half, you even wanted to see the first half. Um, I mean, I had my questions and thoughts, but I kind of figured based on some stuff you had said and, and some things that I had heard that I, I think I understood where the differences were between the second half and the first half, especially with talking with my family, you know, immediately afterwards that, uh, the second half was large, and movies just typically don't start out that large. So I kind of figured that the first would be more my style. Uh, if 
if the first was going to be or yeah, if the first was going to be like the second half, uh, I was going to be extremely disappointed because to me a lot of the the best fights and the best choreography are in the first half. Um right. So yeah, you you told me the point in which you showed up in the theater and I go, <laughs> I think that's exactly the point in which you missed everything that I think Garrett would like about the movie. Yeah, and I think having seen it in hindsight, that that's an entirely accurate statement. I <laughs> I think that is spot on. And and it's really where the movie whether you like or dislike or you know, taking my personal preference out of it, I think that that is um that that moment where I walked in was definitely like a dividing line in the movie between um small scale and then going huge big scale in the second half. Yeah. Yep. All right. So catch everybody up. We're talking Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang-Chi must confront the past he thought he left behind when he is drawn into the web of the mysterious Ten Rings organization. Directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, who did Short Term 12, Just Mercy, and The Glass Castle. Cast, Simu Liu, Tony, Tony Lung Chiwa, Chiwai, I think, actually. Aquafina, Meng Erzang, Fala Chen, Michelle Yeoh, Yen Hua, Ben Kingsley, and your boy, Florian Montenot. All right, so we're touching on it a little bit. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. Um, at, you know, last, what were we talking about last time? Candyman? And you know you had Candyman as a, a tale of thirds, and we've already touched on it here. I, I definitely think there is a tale of two movies here. I mean, the storylines are fine; they, they, they're cohesive. They continue throughout the whole thing. I just think that there's a a big shift in the scale of the first half of the movie and the second half of the movie. And depending on what kind of person you are, depending on what you like to see in movies, um, you know, maybe, maybe each appeals to you in a different way. Yeah, I, I completely agree, and all, almost all of my criticisms of the movie are uh, in the second half, or culminate in the second half, at least. And so I just, you know, I'm a uh, villain maketh the movie, and I thought they were on pace to have a really cool, badass villain. Hmm. And I feel like it was a cop-out at the end and just totally kind of messed his character. I'll get into that in spoilers, but I just did not enjoy what happened to mm. that character that I thought had a great setup of who this guy could be. And I, I'll just disagree with you. I The villain is the, la- the least of my concerns in this movie. I liked the villain. I liked the yarn that they spun. I liked the family tale they had going on here. And I was perfectly fine with that character's arc and who he started out as, what he became, and how it ended. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't agree. I think I, I'm, I'm totally good with with that. We'll we'll, we'll get into the the whys and the hows. Not and everybody the can be that. like the big bad Thanos, right? Not everybody can be the ultimate bad. There needs to be some some layers to these villains so that we're not churning out the same thing. In fact, I would probably put. Uh, Shang Chi's dad is is a top tier Marvel villain, considering how discardable most of these are. I mean, he's certainly not a Thanos, and he's he's not a Loki, but he's also not the throwaway villain from you know Ant Man one or Ant Man two, right? Like, I mean, I, I feel like he he turned into that. I feel like he turned nah, into a no throwaway way. villain. I thought he was on pace for a really cool badass villain, especially knowing. Uh, I know uh, this is fresh to you, so you don't know the characters coming into this, but. I mean, his dad uh, is a villain in, in the comics. He's a an abusive father that, you know, 
which they which they showed that they showed him training him and, and beating him and you know he was trying to get away he's trying to get away from the family and the legacy and and that that's his dad and that's uh that's not how they chose to do the movie at the end like even the last half of the movie was not him being the villain and that's where uh i thought it just it just fizzled out and gave him some weird again spoiler free out that 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 really lost the the power i thought from from the cool character i i think i think your timing is a little off on that too i don't think the last half of the movie is where the the stuff with his father comes into play it, it i mean it's legit the third act i mean it's it's the end of the movie where if you're concerned about the the last kind of decision or the last time that the father is relevant in this movie, it's certainly not the midway point. It, it's it's definitely the final act. Like, so I, it's further along than that. And so, so my next my next piece is in that final act mainly, but the the effects the 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 CGI in this I thought was was awful. It's probably the worst in any Marvel movie that we've seen. Um, you know I. This one's tough for me because while I'm not I saying the fighting or, or any any yeah the, no I know what you the, mean the fight I, scenes is the the creatures in which yeah are around I didn't really I guess think the CGI what am I trying to say here I agree with you potentially based on what it is you're saying I don't think the CGI was bad and that it felt like B movie bad like I think it's decent quality effects it it was just too dark and there's too much going on. And some of the, I think the perspectives that they did on things, uh, did them no benefits. So well, I, it was cartoony. I see. I didn't really think it was cartoony. I just thought it was kind of a, a mess at times. Like it kind of felt transformers ish in the sense that there were definitely scenes where I'm like, I, I can't tell what's going on on the screen. So not that it's bad where I'm like, Oh, that's just completely hokey and looks like not realistic at all. It's more of like you had too much darkness and grime and, and just, too too many monster things happening in like five different directions. You have like two big monsters battling with you know some water thrown in there and then some murky dust and some other it was just too much to to visually comprehend what was going on. And and I just even before that, even before the the mesh, it just all of the the creatures that we were exposed, it just looked again cartoony, but they had this very grounded uh movie going that that I, I was really enjoying and then you throw it into this weird this weird cartoon that uh, it just really took me out of it I, I disliked seeing they, they didn't need it. truly they didn't need any of that no i i think they should have kept it more grounded i i completely agree with you uh i think it did kind of do the marvel thing where things explode at the end into some you know smattering of all sorts of effects and stuff on the screen and especially sadly for this movie I didn't think that that was the right thing to do um I, we might talk about this some more but I think it's impossible not to draw comparisons between this and Black Panther for a number of different reasons whether mm-hmm. they're you know thematic reasons or whether they're storyline reasons or whether they're even visual effects reasons I mean I think one of our complaints with Black Panther, for example, was when they start writing those animals and it feels like episode two. I mean, that kind of happens here too. It's just, 
Yeah, all the effects in the third act of that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, that was one of our chief complaints, uh, was the third act of, of Black Panther. Um, a lot of that had to do with, you know, two Panthers. and I mean, but effects-wise, <laughs> we talked about the underground Wakanda trains. I mean, those were, those were terrible. Right. And, I mean, I, this was, to me, this was better than that, but it's in the same realm of where it's like, you, you could have done a lot better. And hell, I'll, I mean, we to say that there's a bus scene in the beginning isn't spoiling anything because that's in the trailers, but I even thought a couple shots of the bus were worse CGI than than what we got at the end of the movie. I mean, there was clearly a couple scenes where it felt like that bus was horrible CGI. See, and, and I was okay with with all of that, uh, the bus scenes and, and them, you know, fighting on different areas you know hanging from the side of the buildings and all that even though you know it's not real sure you know that it looked real enough for me and but the the cre- when you mess up creatures and they're just there it, it you can tell that they're not real well i think part of the problem with the creatures specifically the the big creatures at the end was um how our two of our main characters interacted with them um because there's there's just not going to be a, a good way of making that look very good in the context. I just don't, I don't think it, the, the story didn't do them any favors of trying to set that up. No. So, no. It, it, so backing up, I was really uh, halfway through this movie. I, I was really excited for the rest of it because what they need to do and what you've been saying since they announced this project was they needed to get the fighting right. And right. I felt, and you're, you're more of the, expert choreography kung fu guy uh, <laughs> but I thought they did it exceptionally well uh, of showing that they got people that knew how to fight or at least trained yeah. them up enough to to fight and what, what's your opinion on, on how the fight scenes were in the first it, half sure it wasn't perfect um, so and my expectations were, were crazy high um, it's the best probably we've seen in a Marvel movie um, it's a it's a solid even if it wasn't a Marvel movie it's a solidly choreographed movie. Um, I wish they'd held the camera still a little bit more. There's too many cuts in the fights. Um, I, it's just it's a pet peeve of mine where mm-hmm. it, these guys are so talented and these guys can do so much. Guys and girls like all, all these characters can do so much in real life without wire work without all this stuff. But if you're cutting. When this guy throws a punch, now given it wasn't like Taken or Born Identity where we're shaky camp jump cut, so I am in no way saying it's that. I'm just saying there was just too many cuts, um, and it, it doesn't give the scenes time to to breathe, and you really don't get that sense of how awesome these people are because if if you only like the worst people cut like every punch or cut every kick. Shang-Chi probably cut like every fourth or fifth. So that's what I'm saying. It's it's still really good. But if you take a look at some of the old Kung Fu movies and the Matrix movies, like they just they just let you see as much as humanly possible. And so I was slightly disappointed, although it is still very solid. So I, I I'm I'm nitpicking on that one, but I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah, at least they got people who could fight. That, yes. that that knew how to fight. And I think yeah. that that shows. It's not a, you throw in Mark Ruffalo and have him, <laughs> right. you know, you know going toe-to-toe and you're, you're just cutting to his shin as he's attacking somebody because he you're trying to cover up the fact that he can't fight. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. And, and they let Florian just be the big brute, so it wasn't like they were trying to make him a kung fu expert. So I completely agree. They, they did it well. I mean, I, I got to think that 
you were somewhat happy with the lack of wire work. I mean, it happened every once in a while, but it wasn't like every single fight by any means. Yeah, it wasn't Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Right, yeah. People weren't walking across trees and stuff like that. Standing on swords. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, I, I definitely, I mean, and that carried a lot. The, the first half of this movie carries a lot for me. And where the second half falls down, um, the things that helped picked it up for me were like the the themes and the and the storylines that they had going because I, I did really like those um, and it helped me kind of look past I guess some of the the flaws of of the second half. Yeah, I, it dropped significantly for me. I, I left being unimpressed um, from the ending, although I did want to see it again because I did really enjoy the first half. Yeah, uh, and maybe it was longer than the first half. It probably you're probably right. It probably was the first two thirds uh, of it, but it left that it left me in a, in a bad a bad spot. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, having said that, where are you at ratings wise? Ratings wise, I mean, it's a Marvel movie, and so yeah. I'm 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 harder on my critiques, but I'm I'm easier on my ratings. Okay, <laughs> and so because uh, I'm. You know, I, I compare it to the comics, and for you know, thirty years that I've been reading comics, I called him Shang Chi because that's how I read it. You know, <laughs> right. and, and I liked how they threw in, you know, to help to help me, you know, Shang Chi. You know, that's yeah. that that uh, that was clever, and I needed it because that's mm-hmm. what I think of when I about to say Shang Chi, uh, <laughs> right? And so. Uh, you know, it's. I try to take myself away from the from the characters. I was never a huge fan of his because he didn't really have. He was more kind of dropped in here and there. Um, he didn't really have storylines when I was reading that were uh, very popular, uh, or he didn't interact with all the other other characters that I that I usually read. Uh, but every now and then, you, you got him, and I always enjoyed when you got him. Um, but uh, so I, that that weighs on me. But my my rating for this, I'm, I'm probably at a, a three and a half. Um, again, it's the, it's the fighting that I really enjoyed. Um, but the, I'm, I'm the opposite of you. I did not like the way the story ended. Okay. Um, I, I debated like kind of fiercely in my own head between a three and a half and a four. Um, because like I said, the first half of the movie does carry a lot of weight with me. And despite my disappointments in the second half, I think overall, I still enjoyed the story that it was telling and not knowing anything about this character coming into it, I found myself really rooting for this character going forward and hoping that he's a bigger part of the MCU, which I'm sure he will be. But um, And then trying to think about where I have some of my other Marvel movies rated. I mean, I, I personally liked this better than Black Widow. Um, I, I have it uh, right now. It's, it's sitting around 10, 11 on my MCU rankings. So behind so, things like Ragnarok and Homecoming, but right around uh, Iron Man 1, Black Panther-ish. Um, so you like it more than Black Panther? I think I do like it more than Black Panther because I feel like, it, again, kind of thematically, I think both movies are very strong in the beginning, have those family ties, have some interesting storylines going on, and both struggle in the last act. But personally, I like what Shang-Chi did in its third act more than what I like with Panther. I mean, if, if they, just for some reason to the, the Killmonger Panther on Panther angle, uh, just left me just feeling worse than what this one felt, I guess. 
Um, that's the best See, way I can put it. It's close. They're, they're in the same ballpark. So I kind of think opposite. So I, I liked Killmonger. Uh, I think he's a much better villain and he kind of stayed, uh, the villain, even though he didn't go as a Killmonger, he went as a, another Black Panther, which is kind of right. lame. Um, he still was a better villain throughout. And that's, uh, and there's a couple, there's standout scenes in Black Panther that I think are better than, than this one. Uh, like you mentioned the bus scene, I think it was great, but I don't think it holds a candle to, to them fighting on the rocks, you know, with, with Killmonger. Um, maybe that, in, in, in my mind. And so I, I, I think I still have Black Panther above this one, but I do, I do want to see it again. So to make my, my final rankings, but to be honest, I, I enjoyed Black Widow um, more than both of them. Yeah. So that's where we disagree. I don't know. Black Widow just, just didn't do a whole lot for me. Even though I, I think I was at a three and a half on Black Widow. So it's not like I'm, I, I'm crazy far off there. Uh, actually, no, I'm at a three on Black Widow. So I, I, I really was just kind of, eh. Um, yeah. Black Widow, I just thought the character interactions were so much better than, than both of just the, their family aspect and their banter and their, um, yeah, I mean that I, I can see that. I think the, the characters they used afforded them a little bit more levity and luxury uh, of humor. And stuff. I mean, really Aquafina is the only humor in this movie, maybe a few Wong jokes here and there, but I mean, they really let red guardian and, and, and him take over some of the, the humor of that. And in this, I think you're, I think they tried to get much more, traditionalist culturist with this movie in which case it kind of becomes a little bit more serious and again tonally it's probably more in line with black panther than it is with black widow i think coming back to this i think aquafina was absolutely necessary oh for sure because i don't know that he yet felt comfortable as him uh you know as shang chi uh, as an actor I just don't think he had the charisma without her to, to play off of. Well, I mean, I think also he's supposed to be a trained assassin. So true. I don't know that you want a trained assassin going around also being the comedic humor unless you're going full Deadpool. And I don't think that's what yeah. they wanted to do here. No, and, and I, didn't, I don't want it to be like Ragnarok where everybody's, you know, joking all the time. Right. Uh, I, I dislike that, but I think I, I don't know him from anything, so I don't know how... Uh, from him acting or how well he can do. He can definitely fight, uh, that, that's for sure. And he mm -hmm. acted fine, uh, but I definitely think Aquafina made made him far more likable, made to for sure. stole those scenes. Uh, I think she was necessary, and I think that's why they, they kept her in the, you know, in credit scenes, you know. Yeah. You know, for we will see her again. Right. I, I think know? it's the first movie I've seen with Aquafina where I actually thought she was funny or... or, or added to the movie i guess i haven't seen a lot with her but um, she's from what i have seen she's kind of the same person in every movie but that tends to happen with comedic actors you just you just end up being yourself Ocean's in a eight. different role yeah exactly uh crazy rich asians you know I, she's got a couple other movies but um i agree with you I, I i think it's not like the movie was hilarious but with without her and a few quips from wong we really don't have any levity or any humor so she had to be there or else that was going to be a a DC-ish drab movie if if she wasn't there. Before we get to uh, spoilers, did you feel like 
this was a Marvel movie, and it's kind of weird because you saw the end first. But me watching the first half, I'm like, this doesn't even have a, a Marvel movie feel to me. Right. Well, I think that I agree with you. I remember you saying that. And I even even through the end of it, um, I mean, minus the obligatory post-credits, mid-credits, whatever. Like, you set that apart. Like, I even got to the end of it. And I was like, you know, yeah, that, that didn't really feel like your standard Marvel movie. I, and I can't quite put my finger on on why. Um and maybe it's because it, it really does feel, for the first time in a long time, so detached from the universe that we came to know that, um, yeah, it, it's just really hard to kind of, like, even thinking back to the original movies like Iron Man, you know, when, when he was the first MCU movie, he still feels like a superhero. Shang-Chi doesn't feel like a superhero. He kind of feels like a guy... It's a really great fighter that just has access to a really powerful tool, and it doesn't quite reach the scales of Marvel, e- even with the end stuff going on. It just, and maybe it's, you know, I don't know. I, I really can't put my finger on. It. I'm having a hard time uh, describing why I feel that way, but I agree with you that it doesn't quite feel like a Marvel movie, and I, I'm good with that. No, I, th- I think it's a good thing, and I think they need more more of it uh, if they're going to keep this. Um genre fresh is you have to have different takes and, and different feels uh I, I don't know if it was the the filmmaking the way uh they shot things that, that just made me feel like it was it was different and it wasn't uh and i, I need to see it again but that's just kind of how i felt as i was going through it was like it, this doesn't feel the same way as the rest of them feel kind of standard mm-hmm. um i'm glad i'm glad because i do think they need to to mix it up uh and have different and I feel like Eternals, just judging from the trailer, it has a very different feel as well. Um, who's to say that that's what's going to be in the actual movie? But uh, uh, no, I, I liked that it was different, but I definitely didn't feel like it, it fit if you were dropping it in the middle of the 23. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm struggling with does does it not feel like a Marvel movie because of the writing or because of the way it was filmed? Or is it like, I mean to say to say the obvious thing, does it not feel like a Marvel movie because we're essentially starting over, right? We're we're on to the new phase. Uh, we don't know these characters yet, so maybe when we get to the end of whatever this thing's end game becomes, twenty two movies from now, <laughs> will we look back and say, okay, this this feels like a Marvel movie? It's just that early on when we shifted gears and we really had no attachment to everything that came before it. Again, I, I'm setting aside the fact that there's characters from previous movies that come back in this movie, but it does feel like it's, it's doing its own thing. It's starting its new path. Um, I'm sure it will be built upon by other movies. Um, but for right now, it just feels so detached from what came before it that I'm wondering if that's the reason why. So it'll be interesting to reevaluate this 10 more movies down the road. Sure. Sure. All right. Spoilers. Spoilers. All right, let's do it. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Okay, well, I feel like we we hit a lot of actual spoilers in our first spoiler-free section, as you mentioned, giant monsters fighting one another. Yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) I feel like, I mean, you, you, you you see giant monsters in the trailer. I mean... 
I'm not. I'm not too Do worried we? about that. Yeah, they they show the dragon in the trailer. Oh, underwater. Oh, that's right, because everybody thought it was Fing Fang Foom. Yeah, or everybody. I don't know. You did. I did, and then yeah, then the world. and then told everybody. <laughs> so and then everybody it. you know thought that's who it was. <laughs> Way to mislead the people. I, I did. Everybody in the world, I misled. Yeah. Yes, but it was a. Uh, it was not, and I disliked it. I didn't like the dragon angle. I didn't like the the dad basically being possessed. Um, hearing voices because we didn't know and it ended up being just another dragon thing and like I don't think they tied any of that together like or explained where this was coming from yeah I mean some, Mich- some demons Michelle, in a mountain yeah Michelle Yo says it's like the the demon can sense that the rings are what can get it out so it's speaking to him I, I agree with you um, while I liked the arc of the dad and what ends up going on I, I did I can't help but feel like that is poorly written. Like, really, you're this all-powerful guy who's been around a thousand years, and you really think your wife is just locked behind some magic gate and that her sister would lock her behind the gate? Like, it's one of those things where, like, logic just goes out the window, and I get he's supposed to be crazed with power, and he's being manipulated, but I I agree with you. I, I wish... There's a number of different reasons why I wish the monsters and the dragon just weren't in the movie, Um, but that would be one of them, too. Yeah, and... Him being a thousand years old, I feel like they didn't use any of that. Like no. they didn't, they didn't play up that he was a thousand. Other than they mentioned it, nothing yeah. about after they mentioned it mattered that he was a thousand years old. No, just that he had amassed a bunch of power, and that the only reason why he wanted to go to Talo was, I mean, it was to get rid of his wife or not, sorry, to, to find his wife. But it was also because he said something to the effect of, I basically gotten all the power I can here. Which um, didn't make sense. Cause no one's heard of you. Yeah. I mean, th- there's all sorts of issues with that, right? Like nobody knew that Ben Kingsley wasn't you in the first movie or, you right. know, I mean, I, I feel like Marvel could have done a better job of setting up the 10 rings in the previous phases. Um, yeah, and, and I'm okay with them not, but I feel like he had the opportunity to show who he is now. Right. You know, and the Ten Rings are, are nothing, really. I mean, yeah. Well, they had that quick. To... They had that quick cut of like what I thought they were trying to make them like was the League of Shadows, where right. they showed you like I, I don't know. I, I assume they were toppling regimes, but when. I don't know. There's like this quick cut of like guys being killed from olden days to modern days and lighting buildings on fire. So the my reading between the lines was sort of like, oh, okay, that yes, they're sort of like League of Shadows. They're there to take power and consolidate. So it would have been cool if they could have shown maybe some tin rings. Like do do one of those things where like you so show a scene from an earlier Marvel movie and show how like the tin rings were kind of behind it, even though we couldn't see it at the time. You know, kind of like they did with uh, Mysterio. Uh, they I, they showed Tony, you know, displaying this new technology. And oh he yeah, was in the background. Yeah, no. essentially like that. Like I know Shield was supposed, or sorry, Hydra was supposed to be kind of the the bad people pulling the strings and the. But you know, you could have gone and reinserted some some tin rings back in there, and you know, made him seem a little bit more powerful. But I, I remember being kind of disappointed at that supercut of oh, here's all the things that the 10 rings have done i mean we're, we're talking like less less than probably a minute or 30 seconds of those quick clips but make those clips relevant so you can be like oh shit they have been here the whole time you, you could have had him you know interact with red skull I mean, he's a thousand right. years old you could have had him 
you know, something to to go through something relevant because really you showed him attacking castles, yeah, and then nothing, right? You know, what's he been doing for the last two hundred years? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it. I just felt like the coolest part of him as a conqueror and basically an immortal, they didn't do anything with. Yeah. I, and I'm okay with the trying to get my wife back angle. I just would have written it to be something different than some big, you know, kaiju behind a wall that yeah. is talking to him. I, I, I think they're, again, we say this all the time. I, I don't know what it is. I can't, I'm sure if you and I thought about it for a little bit and did some homework, we could come up with a better way of doing that. But I just, I wasn't digging the kaiju and I wasn't digging the, the dragon and the, the soul sucking. Wait, well, what is it? What is it with Asian culture and and soul sucking? Because as soon as they Mortal said that, I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Your soul is mine." I'm like, oh my Kombat. god! Here we go. <laughs> well, it's even. I guess I, my my issue isn't that he's trying to free his wife. My issue is that he's been he's being manipulated to yes. free his wife. So it couldn't be like a kingpin in Spider Verse of at all costs. I don't care if it destroys the world. I'm going to bring my wife back. Right. You know, it's it's not that I'm. I'm, I'm hell bent. I don't care about these other things. She's my goal. It's a, I'm being tricked into it, which really neuters his character to me. Right. Uh, and so, really, it's the the dragon behind the wall that's that's evil. Yeah, it's nothing like taking your your guy who has survived a thousand years, is powerful, has amassed all this power, and then uh, you know getting tricked by a demon slash manipulated by the power of the rings or whatever. It's just yeah, you would have liked to have seen a you would have liked to have seen a better. Um, I, I put it this way. I think you and I are saying the same thing. I'm okay with the ending to a certain degree. I, I wish it had been a stronger and more more coherent force that pushed him to that ending. Yeah, uh, I, I I can I can agree with that. But I, I like the he was a bad man killing all these people. Found the found a lady that made him turn, and then when she died, he went back. He went back to even worse. You know right. of you know just all the love that he had, it was worse than before, you know, yeah. that, that type of motivations behind or, his character. Yeah, even just blame the people of Talo, right? And, and say mm-hmm. that it was all their fault, and then you're just going to, you're going to go destroy them and take their, their magic power, and that's what you want. I mean, leave the dragons out of it. Right. I, and I get the that dragons are a big part of Asian culture. I get it. It just... Find a different way to do it. It didn't. Th- this way was not the way. I, I don't want to see Shang Chi running on the back of a dragon, you know, up and down with the camera perspective. I mean, it just led to so many bad things. That the the dragon on dragon fight uh, was a bad kaiju fight, and then you threw like the 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 good dragon could turn water into a dragon or something. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and then, like, <laughs> even even the part where Shang-Chi, like, goes to fight his dad right in front of the, the dragon scale wall, it's just so dark and, and grimy, and I, I, don't, I don't know. And I, I get there's some, like, oh, okay, the, bag, the demons are flying out, there's all this stuff that's been jostled, like, there's logical reasons why it's dark and stuff. I just, I don't know, it's, like, right across the river, it's kind of shiny and green and bright, like, go, go fight over there where it looks pretty and it looks cool. <laughs> like, if you watch enough Asian cinema, like, especially... Uh, like Curse of the Golden Flower and Hero and stuff like that. Like it's, it's just tons of vibrant colors. Like they they use great color to paint these beautiful fight scenes or beautiful action scenes. And then instead we got this muted end of 
Man of Steel, uh, Zack Snyder-ish uniform on Shang-Chi. Like, ew, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned like, what the, the CGI bat things, yeah. you know, and even the the dragon dogs, you know, looked terrible. Yeah. And the dog with no head. Yeah. You know, that I mean that the whole thing was stupid. I, I disliked yeah. all that. Um like that the ending and then you have this character that's been pretty cool throughout the movie that you kinda wanna know about, wherein I believe it's a kabuki mask. In the oh yeah. Blue. I don't know blue, exactly. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. The blue ninja. Um just gets grabbed and soul sucked and it's gone. Yeah. It's like we, we like you've been leading this up to like this is gonna be a really cool fight at some point in time with this guy that's clearly got it he helped beat him when he was being trained and you saw him beat him in the mid movie and like this could be a really cool fight and he just gets grabbed by a demon bat and he's gone yeah i mean i kind of went either way on that one i i get the writing behind that right i get that it's shocking and abrupt because you're going against what you expect you expect that guy to maybe square off with the sister while shang chi is fighting the dad right because that's what happens main character fights main mm-hmm. character second character fights right hand man whatever so i kind of appreciate the abruptness of that scene because it goes against what you expect and then that's clearly the trigger for razor fist to be like okay yeah we we have to team up so in one way it's a quick way of turning the tide and the other way it's a it's a jarring thing for the audience to be like that just happened so you kind of get the urgency in the sense that hey nothing is stopping these things because this is the best fighter besides uh the mandarin and shang chi but I also get your point to the sense that, like, like, okay, yeah, I would have really liked to have seen a really good hand-to-hand fight there. Um, so I get it. I see both sides. But, he, but even to the character, like, you've kind of laid this groundwork of we should learn more about him, more so than than Drago, you know? Like, sure. Like they, like, they developed him a whole lot better than, than Drago. Right. And we, who is really, like, we, we thought it was just a throwaway character. They, they oh, for did, sure. They did him dirty. Like, he was... Uh, I don't know if he can act. I, I really don't. Uh, I loved him in Creed too, but I don't know if he's. I doubt an, it. an actor. But no. they gave him no nothing to work with, and the character turn was dumb. Yeah, um, I mean, I get. Yeah, you see demon bats, and you're like, yes, I'm going to fight on the side of the humans. <laughs> I, I would hope that most people would have that that mindset, so right. that makes sense. I'm not not saying he wouldn't have those motivations, right? That just it. I, I disliked his character. He was he was cool on the bus. I liked the bus scene. Um, probably should just killed him there and be done with it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I didn't expect much out of him. Big guy. I mean, big big guy with a blade for a hand, right? And with a really corny looking car. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting much out of it. I, I don't think he's got a career ahead of him outside of big guy. Big guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. The forest maze, dumb. I mean, whatever. I'm fine. Not Dude, bothering just, me. Just that whole uh, everything with that the dog, the dog thing that can talk to Ben Kingsley. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it that truly that I th- I think I can point to that moment of when it totally took me out of the movie was when the dog thing jumped on Ben Kingsley because it was clearly a cartoon and didn't even try to look any sort of realism. And then the whole plot from there, just to me, fell apart. Yeah, I, I actually didn't mind the comedic humor with, with Ben Kingsley and him in the car. And I, I kind of thought that, uh, oddly enough, I, I thought his 
comedic humor worked really well too. I mean, he was kind of a goofball, same person he is in Iron Man three. I didn't like the way that the the animal looked, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't know. I wasn't totally off put by it. I, I liked Ben Kingsley. Yeah, I didn't like him with with the dog, but I liked his interactions. I thought he was a good addition to this movie. Yeah, um, I liked how. Uh, he was going to be killed. I thought there could have been a better reason why he kept him alive other than <laughs> yeah, exactly. performing every night. <laughs> yeah, that's um, so dumb. That's basically a simple jack. Right. Yeah. It, but uh, uh, I like that he was in the movie, and I like that the Mandarin went after him. And if you didn't see the one shot of him being fro- freed from prison, uh, the Mandarin did that in the little Marvel one shot. I so We saw that the other day. I meant to watch it, but no, I, I didn't didn't get around yeah, to it. Yeah, so it's, uh, he gets... The, Mandarin, the real Mandarin breaks him out of prison. Yeah. And we don't see, obviously, who the real Mandarin is, but uh, that pertains. I wish there it was on Disney Plus somewhere. I think it is. Is it now? Yeah, well, that's, where we saw, that's where we saw it. Because we, okay. I don't remember if it was before. I think it was at the day after we saw uh, Shang-Chi and we, we came home and we were looking at Disney Plus. I think we were late to watch What If? And somebody was like, what is this one shot thing? And then we didn't end up watching it, but it described what it was. Did they have all of them on there, or just the one? I don't know. I wasn't the one that looked. It was one of my kids that looked and was nah, yelling gotcha. about it across the room. Well, yeah. So first half of the movie, I'm uh, I'm probably a four and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely good. I mean, it, there, there's you will get no argument for me that the second half is not worse. Uh, I just felt like the the story arc with the dad um, still kind of hit home with me that. I mean, yes, it could have been written better, but he ended up seeing that he was duped, uh, realized, you know, instantaneously the error of his ways. Um, you know, Shang-Chi still had a chance to go head to head with him. We still got to see ring versus ring. Um, then he gives the rings to Shang-Chi. I mean, that, that all is, is fine by me. Um, given where they had written themselves into a corner a little bit. Uh, so yeah, you won't get any argument from me that the second half doesn't bring it down. Um, I just wasn't going to go any lower than a three and a half. And this might be one of those movies where, Kind of like Black Panther again, where sometimes when I watch it, maybe I feel like it's a four. Sometimes when I watch it, maybe it's a three and a half because certain things just hit you different ways when you when you watch them again. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I thought the dad, the dad is probably my favorite character uh, in the movie. Like, oh, I, he's the best I, actor in the movie by far. Uh, too. I definitely, I definitely like him as an actor. I liked yeah. the the story that they were building with him. Um, I just thought they, they did him dirty with this possession angle. Yeah. So, yep. Good, good, uh, end game. Uh, well, good ends, bad means, right? Just right. how they, how they got there was no good. Right. Um, okay. So we, we might have more to talk about, but I'm going to go ahead and jump to the post credits and the end cre- or mid credits, end credits. So mid credits, you know, Wong comes and gets them, takes them, and they're they're looking at the rings, and the rings are. Uh, my assumption is they're they're calling out to somebody. That's a, that's a beacon of some kind. Uh, okay. What what did you think? I don't know. That's one. I don't remember them calling so, out. No. So Wong, like he looks at the rings, and, and he's got it's him, and uh, Shang Chi, and Aquafina, and uh, Captain Marvel, and Bruce all. Right standing around and they're like well it's not made of vibranium or anything that we've seen before and then wong like like somehow like through the image that they're projecting they're like zooms inside of one of the rings and it's like flickering like pulsing 
and like it, I, I don't even I don't remember exactly what they say. I do think they acknowledge like it's calling out to something or someone, and we don't know who or what. I think. Hmm. So what I don't understand is one, who is it calling out to, and then Mephisto two is always the answer, right? <laughs> right. But then, well, I thought maybe something with the Eternals because the rings are kind of gold and the, the Eternals are doing all sorts of goldish stuff in their movies. Okay. But yeah. I also don't understand why it would just now start calling out if his dad's He's... been using the rings for a thousand years. Now, I know they're glowing gold now versus gold glowing blue, and maybe that is something else. I, I really don't know. Even though they glowed gold when his mom like took control of them. And, and they purposely left the... the um, what am I trying to say? Like the the origination of the rings, vague. Like you got, like they literally said in the beginning of the movie. Nobody knows where they came from. They could have been found in a crater or something. Right. You just found them. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> odd. But I mean, so clearly, I think they're doing that because there's there's more there. There's going to be some something to these rings. Yeah, uh, I think Eternals is a good a good spot to to put. The, they put them there, so right. we'll probably see his dad soon in a flashback. <laughs> Of in the Eternals world of them leaving yeah. a tool for him, okay. But why? But why? Uh, yeah. if he's conquering the world, I mean, sure. Especially if yeah. like the premise of the trailer of the Eternals was like after their initial shindig, they weren't supposed to interfere or something like that. Maybe he was fighting deviants in the beginning and then tried to take Could over be. the world. Could be, but I think they said four thousand years ago for Eternals in the trailer, whereas he was saying a thousand years for how long he had been doing his thing. So they used him and they left him and he found him? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so then post-credits. Uh, the sister takes over the Ten Rings. Uh, are Ten Rings good or Ten Rings bad? Ten Rings bad. I think, so she's uh, she's going to go bad now and Shang-Chi yep. is just going to be okay with that? Or are we setting up him versus sister? I think we're setting up him versus his sister. And okay. she decided to take this network on her own. And hey, it's already built. So I'm going to do do some of my changes and bring in some lady fighters, but we are still the Ten Rings. Mm. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I don't have any kind of marriage to the Ten Rings or anything like that. It's just sort of like you didn't you didn't really set that up in the movie. Like obviously she felt slighted because she couldn't be trained like Shang Chi was, but she trained herself and then I, I felt like they kind of closed that loop by saying in Talo that, you know, she could be trained just like anybody else and everything. So like for her to fight with her brother alongside taking down her dad, all this stuff, and then just wants to still be bad or when, when I know she was running a fight club, but like that, it seems like a big leap to go from underground fight club to notorious worldwide ring of terrorists kind of thing. Opposed to a, uh, a league of good assassins. Well, I mean, no, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's bizarre too, but I don't know. It, that one just seemed weird. I guess I'll see what they do in the next one whenever they bring the 10 rings back, but that just seems like Marvel trying to do something for the sake of extending the universe that, I don't know. I guess it didn't really feel like it fit to me. I don't know. If she was building an underground fight club and she was clearly the kind of a mob boss there and she had much animosity against father, I yeah. think just because, and then she fell into a seat of power, I could see her saying, you know what, we're going to do it my way, but I like the power. And yeah. Just a great big fight club. I don't know. I guess it just all depends because, I mean, they stand no chance against Shang-Chi, right? Like, I mean, what what is that fight really going to be? Like, I know it'd be brother versus sister, but he should be able to mow down the Ten Rings with no, with no problems. Right, with with the rings, yeah. Yes, with the said Ten Rings. Right. <laughs> Can you really be the Ten Rings without the Ten Rings? True. 
True. She does not have the ting rings. No, she has zero rings. She can be the zero rings. You got to drop the one. <laughs> I think uh, he didn't give her any, did she? He has them all. No. Yeah, he's got them all. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that they brought Bruce and, and Carol in. Um, Bruce is Bruce. That That's kind of a thing. So he's Bruce. He still has a sling. Yeah, but gone is Professor Hulk. So we're, we're done with that. We're done with that, I think. Okay. I mean, who knows, but... The Marvel I, gods, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that was kind of an interesting revelation that, I, I I don't know, I guess everybody might have been under the assumption that, okay, well, Bruce and Hulk are one now in Endgame, and that's how it's going to be, but apparently not. So that's that's going to need some explanation. Like, how did he how did he come back out of that? I think uh, She-Hulk explains that. Oh, you think? I think he's set to appear in She-Hulk. Okay. That's, um, so I think they might go through some of that. At least the the what happened, okay. But I don't know when we see the Hulk again. To be honest, yeah, me either. Um, you have anything else to say about Shang Chi? Um, other than Captain Marvel looked really old. Oh, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't pay close attention. I mean, I I follow her on Instagram, and so I see what she normally looks like. And usually in movies, they look better than they do in. <laughs> in life, but she looked really old. I don't know if it was just the blue, uh, you know, hologram, but they did not do a very good job with that. I mean, I thought Bruce looked crazy old, um, but Mark Ruffalo is kind of old. Um, he is kind of old, right? So maybe, maybe it was the effects that that did it too. Because yeah, just my wife was like, "Man, Ruffalo did not didn't look so good." I was like, "Well, he's getting up there." No, Brie Brie was where I I noticed it, but. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm anxious to see how how this all fits in because he's he without the rings he doesn't really fit with the characters that they're introducing soon. Sure. So, I'm I'm curious to how they're going to do all this. Yep. So, we've got uh Eternals coming up in November and then December is Spidey. Spider-Man. Yep. And then I think if I'm remembering correctly, I think March might be is Doctor it strange? strange? And yeah, then Doctor I, Strange. Yeah, because uh Thor Love and Thunder was supposed to be like February, but I think they moved that back to May. Right. So and that's that when we'll right. get Guardians and stuff. So okay. I mean it'll be really interesting. I think uh to see what shakes out between these next three movies. Um Shang-Chi is obviously doing its own thing. Um I, I don't know that it really set up a whole lot. I mean, I, I think what's gonna end up happening is story wise, this is gonna feel a lot like Iron Man in the sense that, you know, it's just one standalone thing and it might have some tiny little branches to everything, but I don't think this is the movie that's like setting off the grenade uh, in the MCU phase. Eternals has the potential to do that just because of who they are apparently and what they seem to represent. Uh, Spidey has the chance to do that because of the multiverse concept that's coming out and same with Strange. So I'm sensing that maybe like, you know, Shang-Chi could be a little bit forgotten when do you think we see him again which movie well if i had to guess i would say strange because he left with wong at the end it makes sense yeah so that'd be my guess Uh, yeah i don't think we see him in eternals or spider-man i mean there's obviously a chance with spider-man because of the multiverse and anything could go uh but i think they're gonna have enough uh, storylines on their hands and I think Spidey's a strong enough character and firmly entrenched in the MCU of things to 
not really bring Shang-Chi into that. I, I think it'll be strange, which I think Wanda's in strange, and I think a couple other people are confirmed for strange. So then you get Shang-Chi in the mix there. Yeah, beyond the uh, end credit scene, I don't think we see we see him in Spider-Man. No, I don't think so. I don't I don't see a reason for it, but but the big news of the week is uh is Venom is back in October. <laughs> Why are we talking about Venom? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to see Venom. Nobody. Uh, Sony probably just moved it back because they're like, let's just get it over with. Like, why why are we delaying this for another few weeks? They moved it from August to October. Like, okay, closer to Halloween, you know, that's that's, that's smart. Then they moved it to January, where movies go to die. And then uh, all of a sudden, back in October, and... Uh, what are they doing? That's just Sony. That uh, that is the epitome of Sony. They of probably Flutus. honestly forgot they still have Mobius, right? Is Morbius. it Mobius or Morbi- Morbius? Morbius. Yes. I went. I went Loki right there. Yes. Um. Yeah. They they probably forgot. They moved it, and they were probably like, oh yeah. yeah. They, they moved it a week away from, yeah. from Morbius, and they're like, we can't do that. That's <laughs> so, some low life intern sent an email. Uh. So we, are we moving we, we Morbius? Really no, Carnage and Morbius? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got this old marketing email I'm supposed to send about Morbius in January, but I'm seeing Venom now. Uh, in this moment, <laughs> oh shit! Let's let's move it back. Let's move back to October. Okay, that makes more sense. I, I think what uh, truly I think what happened is they saw that people are willing to go to theaters and see Shang Chi, and then they said, "Oh, let's let's get in on this." That's that's the only thing I can think of is they were scared. Yeah, uh, and they moved it, just. But now they're and back. Sony is just stupid enough to compare Venom two to something like Shang Chi, right? I yep. mean, again, I I hate to be the guy that roots for things to suck, uh, but I hope Avatar does terrible, and I kind of hope Venom does terrible. Not because I don't like Tom Hardy or even the character. I just it, it's so stupid at this point. I, I want Sony to tank so that they have to give it all up. That not now that I'm with you. I want Sony to tank to give it all up, and I hate the fact that you make a movie with Venom and Carnage and make it PG-13. Yeah, how, how does that make any sort of sense? Any I s- mean, I, we'll find out what Marvel does with Blade and Deadpool. Are, are the, I mean, well, Deadpool's got to. They already said Deadpool's going to be R. I don't know. I'll, be, if I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's the true. mouse is not going to want to have some of the jokes that Deadpool has. No, so, I didn't say it would be a hard R or showing, sure, you know, what yeah, they, I, but yeah, I, I, I do think it'll be a violent R. <laughs> I think it will be too, but uh, it, you know, Marvel's Marvel's really kind of. I think they're pushing some boundaries, man. We're getting some shits in movies, and uh, yeah. I mean, they're. I, I feel like they're just trying to nudge the line a little bit, right? Like right. it's like when you're playing golf and you kick the ball out of the rough a little bit. You're like, yeah. okay, we're, we're we're over here now, so. Did, yeah, they're probably did you laying still, the, did you still yeah. take your kids to see that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll do another exactly. one. I'll do another one. Well, and it just nudges the line just a, so you're not going from like, you know, Captain America one, you know, the good wholesome guy to Deadpool. You're like, okay, we we kicked the line a little bit over here. So now it's not as abrupt. I mean But but if you're Sony and you know that you're nothing because you are, why not go that we're gonna go hard R. We got these we have a living vampire. So but we're not going to have him, you know, eat people because it's PG thirteen. Right. We have Venom, who's known for eating people. We have a serial killer in Carnage, who's a serial killer, and only gets more deadly with Carnage. 
And we're gonna we're gonna keep it right. This PG thirteen. It's not like they're even the first. You have a proven concept that people will go see Logan. That people right. will go see Deadpool. And you can. There's a space for that in comp, and you'll be different from Marvel. But they they're just trying to hang on to this weird limbo yeah. of crappy movies in their own little universe. Yeah, I, I think they just assume that they can't make a good enough movie, so go for volume. Right. Instead of making a good movie that only so many people can see because it's R and then hoping you get word of mouth, repeat viewings, stuff like that there, they just can't make a good movie. So they might as well open the floodgates and buy PG 13. Let's go volume over, over quantity. DC is not R. I mean, the, the only comparison that you have is something like the boys, which is on streaming. It's a, it's a show. It's not a, you know, you have a release with characters that people know, and you could go R and just that's your market. That's what yeah. you do. You're going this dark, darker universe yep. of Spidey and villains and antiheroes well, and whatever you want. And let's just state the obvious here: they're they're not doing anything with Spider Man, so they're just taking all the stupid Spider Man villains that nobody cares. I mean, I shouldn't say that. People do care about Venom to a certain extent, but no. What is the point without Spider Man? Right, I don't. I mean, bloodshot. You've made (laughs) essentially you're making Venom, Spider-Man, in their movies, and you're making Carnage Venom. Like that's that's what they're trying to create. Of here's my hero that I'm going to try to build this universe around, and I'm sure they're going to do some sort of Sinister Six because they have those guys with Venom in the middle of fighting these guys. Like I feel like they're just trying to make him their Spider-Man, yeah, and move on without. Without Tommy Holland. And Disney's probably just sitting over there waiting. Uh, hey, right. we checked the stock price on Sony yet? Oh, okay. G- give it time. Venom and Morbius are coming out. We, yeah, we'll make really, our I offer think... after Morbius. Right. As soon two weeks after the release <laughs> yeah. of Morbius, we are going to just buy the company. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Are they announcing a Bloodshot too? Hmm. We might <laughs> wait until that. Like, <laughs> we how might wait and get far... a half yeah. price. Yeah. <laughs> how far down can we get Sony's stock before we swoop them up? I mean, God. All right. But we'll be back. We'll be back in October for Venom, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what's coming up next movie-wise, so... Uh, At I, the very I, least, you get a Venom episode. Yeah. I feel like there's a couple other things coming out somewhat soon. But yeah, we'll be back soon enough. Uh, Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at, at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at, at Two Views Movies, and you can email us at Two Views Movies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Uh, basically, anywhere you listen, we are there. Apple, Google, Spotify, we're there. Um, like we said, we don't know what's coming up next, but it will be something fairly soon and hopefully fairly good, unless it's Venom, and then it'll be a little bit of ways and it'll be a lot of bad. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both.